When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Welcome to the family on the Tom Bernard Podcast with... The sliced and diced Catherine Brandt. And Andy Bernard. Alex will be in today, too. we got a special guest, Cody Lowry, coming up at 1045. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean. Bryant, what's the latest? Uh, we're just trying to represent people who have been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. How many people are out there in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this, if the adjuster really truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know? And that's exactly my question is you have to understand who has the best your best interest in mind correct well you want to know what your rights are you know whether yep. or not you decide yep. you're going to hire us or not that's a choice it's a free consultation and you want to understand what your all your rights are and what coverages you have and plus the fact i hang out with you so you got to be a good guy <laughs> if i'm hanging out with you uh, maybe <laughs> uh, okay ladies and gentlemen michael bryant bradshaw and bryant Doug, how are things going at Burnsville and Coon Rapids Nissan? Well, we're in first and second place for the year in Minnesota. Well, that's pretty impressive. What do you think the secret is? Well, clearly people like overpaid morning DJs that can't throw a first pitch over the plate. That hurt my feelings on so many levels. Sorry. Some people actually like these goofy ads, but there's a lot more to it. I think people really like the one-price-upfront approach. They know they are being treated fairly. Yep. The free 10-year, 150,000-mile powertrain warranty doesn't hurt either. So what's going on this month? Well, inventory's finally getting better. We've got 75 Rogues and 25 Pathfinders available for delivery this month, and Nissan just came out with 1.9% for 36 months for people with good credit. The way interest rates are climbing these days, that's pretty darn good, Dougie. With all those rogues and pathfinders, free powertrain warranty, and low interest rate financing, no wonder Burnsville and Coon Rapids are setting records. We're like the Aaron Judge and Roger Maris of Nissans. No, no, you're not. Went and did the morning show for the first time in a week, and Tony was sick, Candace was sick, yep. I was sick, <laughs> Brian was the only one who wasn't sick. We're probably going to get sick. You think you'll get sick? I don't know. Uh, Sagey got sick. You were sick. I didn't get sick. No, you Alex didn't. hasn't gotten sick. Fawn was over when while you were sick. Yeah, she was. I don't know why they let her come over, but they did, and she hasn't come down with it yet. No, that's good. So, 
I don't know. It's weird. It's a good I thing. I feel like most people are describing the same thing that I had last winter for six weeks. The cough yeah. and the fever and you're kind of weak and the cough just lingers and lingers and lingers forever. But you don't really have the flu. You don't have COVID. You <laughs> yeah, I know. It's and unbelievable. Then it tur- and then it turns into pneumonia in a lot of people. People are having sinus infections, ear infections. It all sounds very fun. Oh, yeah. this, honest to God, today on the show, Mom heard it, as a matter of fact. So Brian's not sick. Candace is sick. Tony's sick. I'm sick. The guest comes on, and she's sick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, oh, Tis my God. I know, and our neighbor who dodged COVID all of this time has not had it that she knows of, and her husband. They both went on a trip to Boston, came back with it. Came back with COVID. <laughs> so It's a nice touch. It's just going to, you know what? It's amazing, though, to me, because everybody forgets this is normal. Yeah. It's actually normal for people to go back to school mm-hmm. yeah. and everybody and the and for buildings to be shut up. So they call it cold and flu season. Yeah, I mean, this is just how it is. Well, it kind of sucks, though. That's two Thanksgivings in a row I was. Although I wasn't sick on Thanksgiving Day. You weren't Day. that sick, no. Not on Thanksgiving Day, I wasn't. No. No, but you were in. Everybody was quarantining for whatever ten days or something when they had COVID yeah. back in those days. I don't know if you're supposed to quarantine anymore. I haven't even heard of anybody. Hardly anybody's actually testing for it anymore. No, yeah, no one cares right anymore. That's no, right no. There's no. What, what's the point? I mean, they're saying that if you have it, that you can. <laughs> once you're feeling better, you can go about your day because mm-hmm. everybody's just going to get it. Well, yeah, well, it's a cold at this point. I got it. It was a cold. Yeah. I've had worse colds. Yeah, I had it. Yeah. I felt pretty weak. I felt really strange on day three, like symptoms I've never had before in my life. And I still had baby COVID. But, you know, it was just the anxiety of getting COVID, I think, outweighs COVID Probably, at this yeah. point. What's the thing? I think a lot of people, when they got COVID, it was really bad because they were stressing themselves out for yeah. months or years. Yeah. Oh. Just constantly panicking about it, so their yeah. immune systems were Today, shot. I was at the dermatologist's office, and this older woman came in, and she was talking at the top of her lungs to the person that checks you in about how she had... This is the first time she's been out of her house ever since COVID. She's never been out of her house. Ooh, she's who's this? A, a, a stranger, a, stranger, a woman. Okay. She had. Um, she said she wears a mask 24 hours a day, even when she's sleeping. Oh, I know. God. People, and she's ridiculous. very, very proud of the fact that she wears her mm-hmm. mask 24 hours a day, even in her own house. She doesn't understand how masks work, like and, a lot of people. And uh, what was her other thing? So, ma- oh, and she's been vaccinated five or six times. Mm-hmm. Why would you wear a mask while you're sleeping? A lot of people she, don't understand she, the point of masks or how they work. Because she clearly you from me, right? Yeah, but I mean, this woman clearly needed to be recognized she's for got, her yeah. above and beyond yeah. con- contribution to not spread COVID. I believe it's an it's an anxiety disorder. Yeah, yeah absolutely. PTSD disorder at this point. Or something. I mean, it's not healthy. It's not healthy to wear a mask all the time no, and never not. leave your house for two and a half years. It's no, just not it's healthy. Not. Well, I remember someone in the early days of COVID. They were like, they were asking if wearing a mask while they slept would stop their cat from getting COVID. 
Oh, that's right, because kitties were getting COVID. But they it's like, were? But it's no big deal in cats. But yeah, like they can... They were vaccinating the tigers. I know. You know. They can catch it, but it doesn't do anything to them. Oh, like, not really. How no. did they oh, okay. find out that they even caught it? I have no Why idea. Why were they testing tigers for COVID? I, was it, I remember there was some... <laughs> Good question. Some I mean, African country bought a bunch of the tests for COVID, and they went around testing, like, flowers and, like, corn... And half of them were coming back positive. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. So ha- the tests in the early days were just false positives. Yeah. All of them were false yeah. positives. Yeah, that was a leader in Africa. And it was he, like Ghana, yeah. I think. And he mysteriously died. Oh, of course he did. Yeah. What? Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Remember? Did they, all they of find these pe- him dead? All these people that were doing like, you know, anything out of the scientific ordinary mm-hmm. stuff that they like. All of a sudden, they were dying. Like three leaders of countries that were like, "Let's find out what this is all about and try some different stuff." They all really? died. Mm-hmm. They all died. Yep, that's not good. And now maybe now that Twitter is you know free speech, maybe you can find those stories again. That's oh yeah, he uh, suspended the COVID misinformation policy. You can't have science without healthy <clears throat> debate on both sides. Of I agree. On, on every that's side of exactly everything. Exactly right. Well, our guest is calling in. Okay. You just can't. Well, while he's Sorry. calling in, Andy, i got to tell you, I saw that video of Ethan shopping at the supermarket. With oh, his bananas? Yeah. <laughs> he had bananas he had in his little shopping, shopping cart. cart. With yep. bananas. He had a little shopping cart. He, he looked sure very did. serious about it. Oh, it's yeah. like, I am shopping. Yep. Oh, yeah, he was like, very When he's serious. on one of those things, he's like, well, we got to move forward. That's so Even funny. Even if something's in the way, well, we'll just keep trying to move forward. Well, and he can't, like, stop. Yeah, can't stop, can't was, turn. Yeah, there are so a few just, crashes into the wall, but yeah. other than that, he did pretty well. My All right, we, we got <laughs> Cody on the job. phone. Cody Lowry with us. How you doing, Cody? Hey, Tom, how are you? Magnificent. I, I just I looked down at the uh, descriptor of the interview, and uh, this is a word I grew up with in my neighborhood, North Minneapolis. Not successful marketer, not multimillionaire entrepreneur, but king of the schmooze, I heard that all the time when I was a little kid. You're the king of the schmooze. I love that title. Well, that does not surprise me. You know, we have some other things in common. We were both raised by single mothers. Uh-huh. We both like golf. And to quote the late, and I think great, Howard Cosell, we tell it like it is. We tell it like <laughs> it is, Cody Lowry, ladies and gentlemen. The book, Schmooze, What They Should Teach at Harvard Business School. You mean instead of lying, they should teach the schmooze? I, I, I do think that. I think, you know, my uh, the guy that wrote the forward of the book, and I don't know if you uh, if you know of him, Nito Quibane, uh, he's president of High Point University. He right. said, today we live in the most connected society in the history of the world, yet we're more, more disconnected than ever before. And I, and I believe that. And I believe you've got kids and you've got grandkids. You know, it's a, it's a truism for sure. Mm-hmm. Now, Cody, where'd you grow up? I grew up in Fort Lauderdale within a seven-year period, a seven-mile radius. Love it. Our family moved 32 times. Oh, so my, that in I common, my, too. My dad was real talented. He just wasn't very good at paying the rent. <laughs> That's funny because we moved 42, 43 times at the time from I was like zero to 21 years old. Cody, oh, my goodness. You and I got a lot in common, Cody. No wonder, no wonder we're both incredibly insecure. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, it's funny, very quickly, Cody, because it's kind of off topic. But Catherine, my lovely wife, and I have been watching a lot of TV because I've been sick from – I had colds or COVID and whatever you, whatever you could get, I got, right? So for like 10 days, I was right. watching a lot of television. 
And it's so funny because there's a guy uh, in, in one of the shows. Well, it's King of the uh, uh, um, City on a Hill. Great show, matter of fact. And this guy goes on in a basement to hang himself. And Catherine and I went, oh, remember when you saw that when you were seven years old? Somebody tried to hang themselves? And I said, yeah, I remember that. Then the next thing we were watching, uh, their house starts on fire. I was in my house with my mother when our house started. Every bad thing that happened, I had experienced earlier in life. So I wonder why I'm insecure, Cody. Why do you think? Well, you know what? We, like I said, we're both cut of the same cloth. We are indeed. But I hope you like me. I hope you like me. I'll tell you something, Cody. I already like you, and I'll tell you why, and why you're the king of schmooze and, and, and teaching people yeah. how to be the king of schmooze, because you opened up knowing about me. Most interviews never bother to find out what the host is all about. That is the king of schmooze, to find out what Tom Bernard does and what he's all about and what his, what his history is. That's what makes you the king of schmooze, Cody. It's, it's very, very well. smart. Well, I got to tell you, in, in, in the book, and I, I sent you a book. I don't know if you had an opportunity to look at it, Jeff, but um, I talk about uh, the secret sauce, and that's, you know, we, I still have clients on the books, Tom, that I've, I've had for 35 years, and although I thought I was kind of semi-retired, you know, I'm their blankie, so, you know, they call in. But <laughs> I, I, I talk to people about, number one, build a relationship, number two, get the client to trust you, and then never let them down in the first part. When I break it all down, the, the bigger accounts that I got, Tom, it was uh, going in and having done my homework. And, you know, if, if I was sitting across the table from some CEO and, you know, I, I knew what clubs he belonged to. I knew how many kids he had. I knew Very what, smart. what his colleagues was. I knew his charities. I knew. And so, um, you know, I, I just think it, it behooves everyone in, in business and in your own personal life to you know, know who's sitting across the, the table from you. And when I first started doing this, I had a guy call me from Australia. He had no clue who I was. He mm-hmm. hadn't looked at the book. He hadn't been to the website. I thought, this is absurd. And I didn't hang, on, hang up on him because that's not what schmoozers do. No, you're absolutely right. But you got this nail. Uh, and I was taught that many, many years ago by some of the neighborhood people. Tom, if you're going to make it in life you got to be the king of schmooze, and that what that's all about is knowing what the hell you're talking about. You don't come up on somebody, cold, unless you know you walk up to somebody on the sidewalk or whatever, but if you're going to do some business, you better find out who you're doing business with. Wouldn't you agree, Cody? Absolutely, absolutely. And, and just for your audience, um, if I could just give them a, a brief rundown on, on the book Schmooze. You know, it's about setting up a meeting with the President of the United States in one week carrying the torch in the Olympic torch relay, getting a baseball signed by the Pope, a recipient of a Super Bowl <laughs> ring by one of the NFL's Hall of Fame coaches, auditioning for Saturday Night Live within a 40-hour notice. And that's the sizzle. So the real, the, the real meat and potatoes behind uh, schmooze is, is, you know, I have to redefine the word schmooze. And it's about a winning smile, making a great first impression, having heart, and, you know, looking out for the little guy. And if you read the book, there's uh, four, at least four cases where, you know, I, I recommend that. And, and then give uh, personal stories of how it's uh, benef- benefited my own life and my kid's life. What I really like about it, too, is you start the descriptor 
Cody Lowry, successful marketer, multimillionaire entrepreneur, and king of schmooze. See, now you're going to draw everybody's attention. Cody has known that for years and years, that you have to draw his people's attention. You can't just jump in there and go, hey, I'm Cody, and I can tell you how it's done. Well, tell me about you first before yeah. I even make a connection with you. What are you all about? And you do that. That's very smart. Well, well, you know, you, you and I and, and uh, whoever's in, in our presence and the listeners out there, um, I mean, we've all picked up books, and it's it's kind of regurgitated uh, internet, yada yada yada. And, and schmooze is all about, uh, you know, real experiences in my life, you know. And uh, it's it's something that that most people, uh, when they read it, uh, they connect with, it. and it's an easy read because I don't have a big vocabulary, you know, so you get through it really quick. <laughs> and um, that's good. So um, yeah. So, um, yeah, I look, uh, did, did you get a book? I think I signed one and sent one to you. I have not gotten the book yet. I just looked for it, and I have not okay. gotten it yet. But when I get it, I'd like All to have right. you back on after I read it, if that I works for Cassie you. I think Cassie takes them. <laughs> I think Cassie takes oh, them. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> she goes, okay. Yeah. I think we have a book thief. I, um, <laughs> you know, Cody, it's interesting. You talk about... Uh, you know, how you get started? You, you, let's say you're a 22 year old young woman or 22 year old young man, and you don't. You got to do this. You got to do that, and all the rest of it. I, in my life, I tested out of high school at 16. I went to college for one day and decided I hated it, and I still had a very successful career. And to this day, I'm 71 years old now, and I'm very, very happy. I, by the way, it's my wife Catherine, our son Andy, and our daughter Alex are the four of us here. It's our whole. I'm working with my family, which makes me even happier, Cody. You know great, I mean? great. You're a lucky man. But it's a situation where if you if you will do the work, if you'll get off your butt and do the work, education is important, but you can self-educate and get there as well. Just you you have to strive. If you want to get it done, then get it done. But you're the ones gonna to have to do it, right? Well, absolutely. And and in the in the book, in the first chapter, I talk about age eleven selling papers. And yeah you know, hawking my papers and working hard. Um, and, and I do have a question for you. Tom, would you buy a paper if I told you where you got your shoes, what state you were born in, and how many birthdays you've had? <laughs> I would love that, uh, absolutely. Of course. I mean, for yes. a nickel, would you walk away from, you know, the, the kid who looked like the artful dodger and, you know, try to hustle on the would. I said you got your shoes up your feet, you were born in the state of infancy, and you've only had one birthday the day you were born. But when I, I, I'm writing a, a, a little deal for, for the, the TED Talks right now and things I learned selling newspaper, and first and foremost, you know, you, you've always you've heard this story about, oh, don't work hard, work smart. No, well, BS no. to that. You've got to work hard. And, yes. and I uh, was doing a keynote about three weeks ago at some very, you know, oh, I don't know, highbrow people and, uh, you know, I, I, I let them know what it, what it's all about. It's it's about hard work, and they didn't get where they are today by, uh, you know, just working smart, and you didn't either. Now, you had incredible talent and God-given talent, and thank God for that, but, uh, you know, you worked hard. Nobody, nobody just opened, the, you know, the booth to you and said, okay, here it is. Here's your show. Make it happen. I mean, you, you worked uh, – Many, many hours, and you work more than, you know, obviously your broadcast time on a daily basis. 
Yeah, well, and I'll tell you another thing that we have in common. I got my very first job as a janitor when I was 11 years old. You started selling papers. I got I was a janitor. Wait a minute. That's Wait a fact. A You're trying to one-up me now. <laughs> no, 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 no. Matter of fact, this just came up the other day. Catherine and I were talking about it, he my lovely is. wife. It came up the other What? I said he actually is. I'm actually what? Trying to one-up him. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm just saying we both were. No, we, he's not. No, don't do that. What I'm saying is we Closers both figured out at 11 years old where we were headed, what we wanted to do at 11. I think that's very cool, actually. Right. Well, you know, whether I knew I wanted to sell papers, I wasn't sure, but I, I knew my mother who had never worked. A, and it's a great story. Most people have a, a rags to riches story. Mine's a riches to rags story. I mean, oh, God. We went from the the top of the heap down to nothing. And my mom had to raise four kids on her own. And, oh. and you know what she instilled in all of us, uh, you know, that, that it is hard work and that we may not have anything now, but we've got blue blood running through our veins. And that was kind of some BS narrative she had, but you know, we've all <laughs> bought into it. And we, <laughs> we realized that we, you know, we had to start working and we had to start working early. And as a result, you know, I had Legion shoes. I had Gantt shirts. I, I look like, you know, the attorney's kid. Right. You know, not somebody that was living on North Andrews Avenue in a 500-square-foot house uh, with one, one bathroom. So um, it was an interesting, uh, an interesting upbringing, and I learned uh, an awful lot from uh, selling newspapers. Cody, did you ever figure out, because I never did, why Gantt shirts had a little hook on the back of it? Right at the base of the yeah. uh, the back of the collar. Why to did they put that little the, to hang your shirt up backwards? Yeah. Why well, would you I do that? I went to a Catholic school, so I think it was so the nun could yank my. <laughs> <laughs> well, I went to a Catholic school too, St. Joe's and St. Anne's, right there. So. Um, yeah. So um, no, that, it, it's it's uh, we could sit down, have a beer, maybe play golf someday, and uh, reminisce of the of the little kind of crazy things that went on when we were growing up, including our attire. Cody, I think the wonderful thing is for everybody listening, and it, by, by coincidence, Brian Johnson was, I, I do a morning show in town as well, a radio show, morning show, and Brian Johnson of ACDC was our special guest this morning, and he said the same things that you're telling me, that he, uh, it's a great story, when he was a little boy, he uh, looked out into the street, and there was a funeral going by, and the only Rolls-Royce slash Bentley, because it went back and forth, but the Rolls-Royce was the one that impressed him the most. The only Rolls-Royce in town was the hearse that used to take people to their grave sites, right? But he decided that someday, right. and this is when he was a little boy of 10 or 11 years old, same age, he said, I'm going to have one of those someday. I think it's very important, Cody, that you and Brian Johnson and, you know, throw myself in there as well, knew by the time you're 11 years old, I'm not going to hang around a 500-square-foot house. I'm not going to live in the ghetto my whole life. I'm not doing this. And it's not that I hate it, but I want to do it, you know, I want to live a great life. Well, I don't know if being in a hearse is a great aspiration. Well, I mean, that was just the car, not the hearse. It was the car itself that he wanted. Oh, okay. Not I'm going to be in one of those. Yes, I'm going to be in a hearse someday. I'll be riding in the back with my own driver. There you go. Cody, does it take a special kind of person to, to have those thoughts at 10 or 11 years old? You know, I, I don't know. You know, we, we all have, uh, you know, we come from different paths in life and, uh, you know, a different history. Um, I think that, you know, for you and I and, and the other gentlemen, 
Um, yeah, when you when you have nothing, I mean, literally nothing except maybe the holes in your shoes and you know the food that St. Vincent de Paul delivers, you know, at Christmas, and and then the government food was spam and peanut butter, which is yummy. That was before food stamps. I mean, I do think that it does mold your personality. And, and because I was kind of caught up in trying to keep up with, uh, you know, the doctor's kids and the attorney's kids, I mean, I had to be fast on my feet. And um, I didn't know. I, I wasn't the kid that got the A's and B's for sure because I was always working. But uh, and going back and not to be repetitive, but it, it all starts with uh, hard work and, and being successful. If you look at the people – in this, I mean, there are some people that are blessed, you know, they're born into it or whatever. But, you know, that, that, that's uh, few and far between. I think most of the people that have been successful in their life, uh, you know, it, it's it's uh, the root of it is uh, they understood what, what life was all about and they worked at it. And they worked hard. If you're fascinated by aliens, ghosts, cryptid creatures like Bigfoot, then I have the show for you. The Paranormal 60 with Dave Schrader. Each week, we investigate different claims of the supernatural, bringing you the top guests and experts from around the world. Listen on all of your favorite podcast platforms. TuneIn, Pocket Cast, Deezer, Amazon Music, Audible, Podcast Addict, Podchaser, Google Podcasts, CastBox, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Apple Podcasts. The Paranormal 60 with Dave Schrader. Tom here with my good friend, CEO of North American Banking Company, Michael Bilski. Michael, I was out in Maple Grove the other day, saw your new branch that's under construction. It's looking great. Thanks, Tommy. We're very excited to open our new Maple Grove branch in the Arbor Lakes area later this year. Well, the way I do math, that's the sixth North American Banking Company, and you only have five fingers. How'd you get to six? I used my computer. <laughs> we better not ad-lib. All right, we won't ad-lib. Never mind. People will... Well, well, you're not mean. that good at it. Oh, yes, yeah, that's true. That's, right you know, we have locations in Roseville, 50th in France, Hastings, Woodbury, and Shoreview. One thing I like about being a North American Banking Company customer is I can do a lot of my banking online or on your mobile app, but sometimes it helps to go in and talk to one of your friendly bankers in person. Everybody loves when you visit, Tommy. We hope to see you in Maple Grove soon. So why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, and equal housing lender. You all have helped build my pillow into the incredible company it is today and have trusted in Mike Lindell to give you a great night's sleep. Mike's latest incredible deal is on the Giza Dream Sheets, which you've heard me rave about before, that's for sure. These sheets are made from the world's best cotton, Giza. They are ultra soft and breathable, yet extremely durable. Right now, the Giza Dream Sheets at its lowest price ever. These sheets are 60% off, coming in as low as $39.99 with promo code TOM. You you had mentioned a couple of these things earlier in the in the interview, uh, the Olympic torch and uh, the baseball card from the Pope and the NFL Hall of Fame head coach with the Super Bowl ring. How did you set up a meeting with the president of the United States in seven days? Well, it's um, you won't believe this because when, when I mentioned it to my uh, the guy that I was working for at the time, he laughed at me. And you know, I've always been a little naive, Tom. I've always thought, well, I could audition for Saturday Night Live. You know, I'm up in New York. You know, <laughs> right. what am I going to do tomorrow? I'm going to do my nails or I'll audition for Saturday You know, so it's okay <laughs> to be naive. And, and my, uh, my employer, um, he was a, uh, you know, he, he was a conservative, but 
he, this was uh, around the time that uh, Jimmy Carter was having his problems, and we had inflation at 14%. And, right. you know, he had Ron Reagan on his heels, and it didn't look like uh, he was in very good shape. And Walter Annenberg had written an article called The Summer of Discontent, mm-hmm. who, by the way, is also a conservative. And the thrust of the article was, you know, whether you agree or disagree with this guy, he's our only president, you know, back off, give him some breathing room. And uh, Mr. Abraham, um, took that article and he ran three full-page ads in uh, three of Florida's largest newspapers, Miami Herald, uh, the Tampa Tribune, and the St. Petersburg Time. And I thought, my gosh, you know, he, Mr. Abraham probably spent, I don't know, $25,000 at a time running those ads. And I thought, uh, well, the president's coming into town. Why don't we take that article? I'll, I'll get it mounted. And when he's here, you know, we'll present it to him. What's the big deal? Well, the big deal was is that you know, about seven days to, to pull it off. And uh, they, after everybody was done laughing, I wasn't laughing. And they go, well, okay, see what you can do. And, and, and it happened. And it's all in the book. And, uh, um, you know, it's just, it's one of those things. I think, I think one of the things, the reasons things like that work, and believe me, I'm very, very persistent. These moves could have been caught distance, right? Right. But, um, you know, I think the reason that those things work is because nobody tries them, and you catch people off guard. And you know, I some guy at the White House. You know, I'll just give it a little real briefly. I, I called. I called Jody Powell's office. I called this office, and they kept giving me the runaround. And then one of the guys got kind of snooty with me. He said, "He said, Mr. Lowry, can you imagine how many people want to meet with the President of the United States and you in one week?" And I said, "Well, that's probably true, but you could count on one finger how many." Uh, people ran full-page ads in three of Florida's largest newspapers in a state that is going to be critical to the president in the next election. And he started doing his habita habita habita. Who is this guy? <laughs> and then the, uh, you know, seven days later, we uh, were standing there meeting with the president. And Lillian's father were there with her. So I do a great Jimmy Carter. You think your fans would like to hear it? Absolutely. Absolutely. My name is Jim McCarter. I always tell the truth. If I'm a total lie, I'd go another two. And that's, uh, I've got more, but uh, <laughs> time permitting, I all of it. What are you laughing about? He was doing his Jimmy Carter. Yes, unfortunately, Tom missed it because he had to go die. He's got a cold that will not go away. It, nine days I've had it, and once, once in a while I just have to cough, and I didn't want to do that in your ear. Well, today's the first day you've been back to work, and the first day you've talked yeah. for hours upon hours. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. so what's kind of cool about what you're talking about is, you know, as I said, the, the, the whole family's here. And I, once in a while, just, I think back to, on their childhood and their lives and all the rest of it, and I realize that, you know, what, a, a guy like you or a guy like me, you know, growing up in poverty and all that, and I didn't really think about this, but Andy and Alex, our son and our daughter, have met uh, United States senators, governors, They've met everybody. I've uh, had lunch with the president of the United States, all these things. I don't think about it as much as I should. I, I should think about that more, don't you think, Cody? I don't think so, and I think, uh, I <laughs> okay. think you're, you're spot on. With, uh, and, I'll, and I'll tell you why. I mean, I, I, at the end of the day, and, and I'm, I'm very serious about this, you know, we're not going to be, you know, judged by the zeros after our name or the cashmere no. in our closet. 
are all those kinds of things. And I'm not impressed. I've got five billionaires on my speed dial, and they will take my call if I call them right now. Mm-hmm. So I'm not impressed with, you know, all of that kind of stuff. What I'm really impressed is, with is, you know, who they are as individuals. Do yeah. they give back? Do they care about the little guy? And um, so, you know, it's kind of the... the the way I roll. Well, let me let me ask you a question then, Cody, because I have a, a real problem with how some of these billionaires from other countries like Hungary use their billions of dollars to buy influence from our politicians in the United States. I don't understand how that's even allowed to happen. Well, yeah, I mean, money talks, and, and, and I won't, I'm not going to mention names. We've got people right here in this country that do that as, as well. And, oh, yeah. Uh, let's, uh, you know, the, these... Uh, providers of propaganda i mean if they've got deep pockets i mean you know they they can they can wreck havoc and so um you know i i uh the billionaires that you're referring to i'm not totally intimate with them but but i know what you're talking about and and, and again you know life is so short i mean right. we are going to you you look back and remember when you were the youngest guy in that broadcast booth and you were the hot shot and you you closed your eyes, you yep. opened them up one day, and my God, you're the father. You're the you're you're the, the senior broadcaster, right? And, <laughs> yep. and let me tell you, now, it, it, you know it, it, it's going quick. So the the important things uh, are the things that I've I, I've already mentioned to, and uh, um, I've got um, as as I said, I've got some friends who have done very very well in life, and uh, I think it's so important. Um, and the book covers things. You know, I had a guy grab me the other night at a, at a charity function, and he said, hey, I bought four books for my, my grandkids. And, bought, and there's something there for the grandkids. But, you know, people in, in our particular age bracket, I tell them, and, and I, would, I would say this to you, Tom, and I know you're retiring. Congratulations. And at least that's what I read. But I, I tell, and I told a billionaire this. Um, to stay relevant, stay in the game, keep that right. mind going, keep you know, you you look at uh, some of the people that live to be a hundred, and and yeah, some of them have been sitting on a, you know, a, a, a wood pile, you know, smoking their pipe. But most of them would get up and they work. The gentleman that I talked about, Anthony Abraham, he worked till till he was a hundred. Um, you know, you look at people in the entertainment world, right? Keep uh, charging. George Burns lived to almost a hundred, uh, so. You know, I think staying relevant is, is really important. And I have 11 grandkids, and I am so thankful that I have them, and I love them. And if you go to my website, I, I, I showcase them. But, you know, I, I don't just spend 100% of my time with my grandkids. You know, I like, to, I like to be in the game and, you know, stay relevant and then share my story with Schmooze. And I'm, I'm doing a lot of that uh, these days, speaking and, and what have you, and I, and I love it. Can you tell people, because I'm very interested to know this, can you tell young people, hey, just believe in yourself, get out there, it can happen for you. you. There's all kinds of opportunity in the United States and across the world and all the rest of it. You can achieve what you want to achieve, to, even to this day. Or have things gotten too tough? Can you not tell children that anymore? Well, I don't know if they've gotten too tough. I think we, we were Good. raised a too Good. tough world. And, uh, you know... <laughs> I, I think, you know, I think a lot of, if we sat there and, you know, gave them a little motivational pep talk about, uh, 
you know, life and the opportunity to have a large majority of which is with ho-hum, you know, get out of my face. I got to, I got to get on my uh, social here and see what's going on. But, um, I, I think that, um, you know, and I saw it really kind of in my own kids. I have a 36, 37, 38 year old and they, um, evolved out of the, uh, me, 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 me world to, you know, young adults that get out there and they work hard and they, you know, they look out for the little guy. And um, I think that I think the younger generation, um, uh, whoever they are and wherever they are, they've got to, you know, experience a little bit of life before we, you know, pass judgment. Oh, I think so. You know, by coincidence, Cody, just last night, and this is a total coincidence, I was sitting on the couch watching a, a show with Catherine, my lovely wife, and... Um, just, I don't, it just, I would, something inspired me to turn to her and go, you know, I cannot tell you how proud I am of Andy and Alex, our children, our son and our daughter. That was just last night that that happened. So exactly what you're talking about. So, um, you know, when I, when I look at, uh, you know, my own life and growing up and I see so many privileged, uh, kids, friends that, um, you know, they, they went the way of drugs and the, you know, the crazy hair right. and all, all that kind of right. stuff and, and didn't uh, amount to too much. And they had everything there for them. So I think, you know, starting out with, with, uh, nothing, uh, does build character and gives you a little bit of, uh, you know, perspective on what to expect and, and, um, you know, maybe gives you some ideas on how to charge in life. You know, I do. I think it's an, a very important thing, and people, you know, if it's religiously based, sometimes people abuse that. But I do think it's very, very important to understand there is some evil in the world, but to believe in the goodness of the world. Don't you think that's very important? Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. I think that uh, you know, even with all the heinous things, and yes. we've got a lot going on right today. You know, um, I think the majority of us out there. Are, are uh, well-intentioned and good people and, and want to do uh, uh, what's right by uh, their uh, fellow um, human citizen. And, um, yeah, I think there's a whole lot more good than there is evil. I do, too. I absolutely do. Um, okay, so young people, they're, they're you know, thinking what you, you, you were selling papers at 11, I'm a janitor at 11, I'm, you know, we're thinking, well, we're going to do this, that, and the other thing. So eleven year olds should should eleven year year olds go out and buy your book? I think the grandparents or their parents ought to buy it. And I've, I've got eleven year olds that are, are reading it, and um, you know that gentleman that came up to me, it wasn't the grandchildren. I think it was his great grandchildren. I mean, he's eighty nine. He's a, his, his career was a, he was a barefoot water skier, and he still does it today. So he's, he's not your basic eighty nine year old, but he um, no. you know buying. Oh yeah, buying books for uh, you know the kids. I think is smart to to get them. You know, uh, at least give them you know a different perspective than maybe what they're being exposed to. God, it's so funny that one of the, one of the people that talk about your uh, talks about your book, Wow, Self Help and Motivation for Millennials, Baby Boomers, and Everyone in Between. Tim Gannon, co-founder of Outback Restaurants. Catherine and I were in, as a matter of fact, uh, West Palm Beach, Florida, just up the road from. From you, forty-five minutes. Yeah, about forty-five minutes, something like that. But uh, we went out yeah. and ate, ate at this new restaurant many, many, many years ago called Outback. We had dinner. 
my God. And Catherine and I both went to the manager um, and said, are you guys going to, you know, spread these all over the United States? Are you going to send out, you know, because we'd like to maybe invest in, in opening some franchises of your uh, restaurants. And he said, this was at the very beginning, he said, we're just not ready for that yet. I wish I'd stayed on top of it because yeah. uh, Outback did rather well. I'll, tell 19, you. I'll help you out a little bit. That was 1992, <coughs> and Tim Cannon and I grew up around the corner from one another. He didn't have a pot to pee in, or his family didn't. He had, <laughs> he had like five sisters, and four of them were nuns. And, um, you know, Tim was a guy that was always working. And when he first, the first Outback was opened in Tampa, Florida, and he called me, um, and you know, there, were, there were three founders, or you know, there's, there's still three founders. There's Chris Sullivan, Bob Basham, and Tim Gannon. And Tim was the was the food guy, right? Did the blooming onion and what have you. Right. He, he called me when he got there and went over to the first location on uh, West Shore Boulevard here. And um, we were talking, and he said, "I don't know if I made the right decision or not." And he did not have a penny in his pocket when they got the, the, all three of them had worked at a Bennigan's, you know. And oh, sure. They they, they got whole. Yeah. Now, yours truly being the, the really uh, astute financial guy, I didn't say this to Tim at the time, but I thought, nah, I don't know about this concept. <laughs> <laughs> and I, and I, I was wrong again. Well, Catherine, you remember that when we remember we talked talk to the owner and said, hey, if you're going to franchise, let us know. I do. He never called us, I remember. Us, uh, back it. in those days, there were lines out the, to the street. Well, there were. There were lines out the door. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. God, it's a and great back then, I'm like, what they did, I thought was so smart, is uh, they made partners. You know, if you, the guy that's managing the, the uh, location, uh, they'd give him an opportunity to buy into like 15%, which, you know, hell, I'll take 15% now back. It's probably not a bad deal today. Yeah. Um, and so they created, uh, you know, a, a, a group of individuals that had stake in the game. I think it's a wonderful deal. Cody Lowry's story is an upbeat and hilarious one, but it wasn't always that way. We've been talking about that quite a bit. I, I just what I like to do when I talk to people like you, Cody, is just tell everybody listening who might have young children or if you're young a young person yourself, don't let people tell you, Oh, the world's terrible, oh my god, the the far left and the far right and everybody's horrible and blah 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 and you just got no shot and everything sucks and it doesn't. Get off your butt, go to work, just stay after it, get a goal, stay after it, and you can do it. And I'm talking about maybe 99% of people, if they set their sights on something, they can get it done. Would you agree with that, Cody? Absolutely. You know, you work hard, and, and uh, it's like magic. You know, it's uh, your life is going to start heading in the right direction. Earlier you talked about a uh, college education. You'd be surprised I mean, if you Google it, how many CEOs, even to this day, um, don't have a, uh, a college education right. and because you know, way down the ladder of important things, you know? So, um, yeah, whether they go out and they get a college education or they don't, you know, the world is, is their oyster if, if they just go after it. You know, it's so amazing. They came out with a new, uh, value of United health, which is based here in Minnesota. And, uh, just last year, the, the CEO of United health retired with a check for $245 million. So, kids, <laughs> the yeah, money's out there. 
There you go. Cody, is you got Manny's still a good place to stake in uh, your part of the world? What's that? Is Manny's. Oh, oh God, yeah. yes, Manny's. Yeah, Manny's doing very, very well downtown Minneapolis. It's in, you know, and it's in the Fauche yeah. Tower. Um, yeah. As a matter of fact, you know what's so funny about you asked that, Cody? Because when I was a young kid, there were about three good restaurants in the entire state of Minnesota. The food in Minnesota that many, was many. You think? Yeah, maybe it wasn't even that many. <laughs> but there was Murray's, which has been around forever. There's a place called Charlie's, which is no longer oh, around. Murray's. That's kind of where. Oh, you remember Charlie's? I remember Murray's. I, I was in there one time with some Buccaneers, but uh, it's still, that's it's... the old. That's the oldest, right? Yeah, it's the oldest one around. Murray's. The, the Murray family, I believe, is in their fifth generation of running that restaurant. And it's still open. Yes, it is, and it's still as great as ever. So. Oh wow. Yeah, it's a wonderful. Cody, you need to get back to town, and you and I need to sit down. We'll take uh, take uh, the families out and have a little dinner. And uh, I, I would love to meet you in person because I really like the hey, way I you. Would... Can... I would love that, and then if you're uh, headed down to Florida, let me know, and we'll uh, we'll figure out some golf. Well, we might um, be coming down. A great down... story book about me teeing it up at Augusta National, and it was all about the schmooze. Wow. <laughs> great story. Well, well, we'll we'll be down there for Christmas, as a matter of fact. So, I'll hold on to your number. You got it. You got it. And and uh, Merry Christmas to uh, to all. And. Uh, it's, it's, it's been enjoyable talking to you and the family here. Oh, it's been a, been a thrill, Cody. Thank you for your time today, sir, and we'll talk more about the book for the rest of the show. Have a good day, sir. Hey, thanks. Have a great day. Bye. Bye. Cody Lowry, ladies and gentlemen, and the book. I, I just wow, love the fact one that schmoozer did the other. Right. You look terrible. Oh, my God, I feel awful. Why are you here? It's but not because I'm sick. I worked out this morning. Oh, no. Like super, super hard because uh. Wednesdays are my hard workouts. And then I like took a shower, made myself an egg and cheese sandwich and like shoved that in my mouth while I was driving here. And then when I pulled in the parking lot, I was like, I might vomit because I really? think I just like was still like. You know, if, like when you do when you do a really hard workout, oh, it I takes remember, a while. I remember to... the firm downtown Minneapolis. Yeah, my sister-in-law talks me into going to a firm um, yeah, aerobics the, class. The firm is very intense. After work, I think it was after work, because we both worked in the law firm downtown at that time. And I remember yeah. going into the bathroom, and there were women in there vomiting. And I felt like I was going to pass out because yeah. the workout was so, Yeah, I was like, who are these people? And this is my, you know, like first class I've ever done oh, yeah. in my life Dear God. at this place. And I was like, what is happening? Jeez. You know, and I was like in my, I was like 20. Yeah. Like so I could do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could absolutely do it, but I had no, I had yeah. no idea I could work out. To the point of throwing up yes. in, in my life, and like, I had never done that. Before. I'm not. I'm not <laughs> typically a super intense workout person. I'm like, you know, no, it's actually not good for you. No, but like Wednesdays are my hardest days, and for whatever reason, yeah, you look a little peaked. I know, <laughs> and I felt perfectly fine when I was working out. But then I think it's just like the afterwards and rushing you, you to shower. Right yeah. yeah, rushing to I shower, do. and I was like, I need to put something in my stomach so I'm not too hungry. You probably need electrolytes. I maybe I don't know, but yeah, I sat in the parking lot for a little while because I was like, Am I gonna barf? 
And I still like it's feeling. I'm feeling a little more normal, but I, for a while it's just like You're probably Ugh. dehydrated. Yeah, when you came, yeah, that's what I, I mean. I drank a bunch of water. You might need I had a pro- I had a protein. That's what I said. I had a protein shake <coughs> that had a bunch of water and it has a bunch enough, of vitamins does, and stuff in it. That doesn't have electrolytes. The only electrolyte technically is salt. There you go. I had a bunch of salt on my egg and cheese sandwich. Oh well, then. I don't know. Maybe you just. I don't. But I also I hold on to like heat from yeah. working out for a really long time afterwards. Yeah, me too. Oh, so you might because I just run hot. hot. I think I just yeah. maybe got a little overheated, and then I ate because I felt perfectly fine until I ate that sandwich, and then like. Yeah, you looked like you were gonna pass out when you came, and I was like, I know oh, something's wrong with you. I know. I was like, I don't. I can't. Well, I'm glad you're feeling better. Yeah, it's starting to subside. If you're fascinated by aliens, ghosts, cryptid creatures like Bigfoot, then I have the show for you. The Paranormal 60 with Dave Schrader. Each week, we investigate different claims of the supernatural, bringing you the top guests and experts from around the world. Listen on all of your favorite podcast platforms. The Paranormal 60 with Dave Schrader. Doug, how are things going at Burnsville and Coon Rapids Nissan? Well, we're in first and second place for the year in Minnesota. That's pretty impressive. What do you think the secret is? Well, clearly people like overpaid morning DJs that can't throw a first pitch over the plate. That hurt my feelings on so many levels. Sorry. Some people actually like these goofy ads, but there's a lot more to it. I think people really like the one-price upfront approach. They know they are being treated fairly. Yep. The free 10-year, 150,000-mile powertrain warranty doesn't hurt either. So what's going on this month? Well, inventory's finally getting better. We've got 75 Rogues and 25 Pathfinders available for delivery this month, and Nissan just came out with 1.9% for 36 months for people with good credit. The way interest rates are climbing these days, that's pretty darn good, Dougie. With all those Rogues and Pathfinders, free powertrain warranty, and low interest rate financing, no wonder Burnsville and Coon Rapids are setting records. We're like the Aaron Judge and Roger Maris of Nissan's. No, no, you're not. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Uh, we're just trying to represent people who've been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. How many people are out there in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this, if the adjuster really truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know, And that's exactly my my question is, you have to understand who has the best, your best interest in mind, correct? Well, you want to know what your rights are. You know, whether yep. or not you decide yep. you're going to hire us or not, that's a choice. It's a free consultation, and you want to understand what your, all your rights are and what coverages you have. And plus the fact, I hang out with you, so you got to be a good guy <laughs> if I'm hanging out with you. Uh, maybe. <laughs> uh, okay. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Maybe a little root beer for a, a bit sugar. of a little sugar. Might be time. Might not Honestly, be a bad yeah. idea to take a couple of sips of sugar. Sugar. Actually, speaking of which, um, this is the first soda I've had in like three, four months. Uh oh. And it's crazy how sweet it tastes now. Oh, oh I bet. Yeah. Because oh, it, I'm surprised yeah. you could get it all down. Yeah. The first yeah. sip I took, it it feels like 
thick like syrup yeah if that makes sense oh yeah 100 percent. yeah because normally yeah. when i drink soda it's like oh it's just like sweet water but now it's like vanilla syrup yeah i know i don't know it's very know, it's difficult like, yeah. to explain I, after i kind of went off of salt now everything seems so salty, salty to me yeah i know that's like when dan and i used to do those juice cleanses every couple months you just drink juice mm-hmm. for three days mm-hmm. and um nut milk and after that, every time I ate, I was like, this is the pepper. It tastes so peppery. And it was just like, there wasn't I wonder why. a whole lot of pepper in it. But for some reason, I like after three days of not having pepper, I could just taste pepper very strongly That's afterwards. Weird. Every time it was really weird. But yeah, soda. I don't drink soda no, ever. And... Mm-hmm. If I did, I think I would be a little bit like, Ugh, what? Ugh. I don't know, about four, three, four times a year. The same thing with my Cheeto binge. Yeah, you have a Coca-Cola, don't I, you? I have a Coca-Cola, and it tastes yeah. like the most wonderful thing in the world. And other times, if I try to drink it, I'm just like, gag. It's so sweet yeah. and gross. I, have, I can't stand it. I have root beer floats in the summer, but that's different because there's, like, ice cream in it, yeah. and you're, like, scooping it. I don't just, like, drink soda ever. The only reason and, I drink this is because otherwise I'd be choking on my lunch so great because there's no water out there well you might get a little sugar response so be careful there's no water in the refrigerator no no that thing was all diet pepsi and root beer it's all your dp yeah no we just filled it up like a month ago a month's a long time yeah people drink a lot of water in a month well we haven't done shows in last week that is true get her a basket close by please i can tell i've thrown up enough in my life with my two pregnancies <laughs> that I know. I know when it's going to actually happen mm. and I'm fine. I just feel like a little bit nauseous every now and then because of go take us, go take some who I'm afraid of. Tasty root beer. Root beer. D- I'll open the thing and then it's, then I just dump it down the yeah. drain. Yeah. We've had that root beer for I think it's God okay. knows how I think it's long. It's okay to waste it, a root beer if it'll make you feel yeah, better. Yeah, it has just been sitting there for a long time. Yeah, have a okay. root beer. I don't. I barely drink, drink soda entire, anymore. Okay. Just it's, drink a little tiny bit. So we you can have my... I, it probably will make you feel better within five minutes. Oh, before you, you leave, I got to tell you. She's not I'm leaving. Just a root beer. Hang on. No, I mean before you leave the room, I got to tell you. I just got a text message from from a listener. Well, it was Joe actually. Did you guys fire darkness, Dave? <laughs> uh, the roads are crap. 100% yeah, really bad. crap. It took me forever to get here. I was on 494. I dropped Judy off at Doggy Daycare in Eden Prairie, yeah. and I went 494 to 100. 494 was an absolute parking lot. It was so oh, horrible. God, yes. I got off and did, you know, the side street thing all the way up, and it was a very, very good decision. Yeah. I uh, just was twist top. Yeah, it's a tw- they are. I yeah. thought, I, I don't, are you the sure roads are icy. Time? They're terrible. Well, if they're not, then I'm very, very strong. <laughs> I'm a really strong man. And uh, Darkness Dave has had what COVID 455 times. I know. He's been, he been sick a lot yeah. lately. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's, he, you know, obviously in October he's busy as hell with all the ghosts and oh, all that stuff, paranormal yeah. all and all that. the ghost stuff. All he, that he, ghost so stuff. he's on the road a lot and all the rest of it. But yeah, he's been sick about three, four times. Well, everybody's so sick. Right Everybody now. is so. Okay. So we did not fire darkness today no. he just uh, is either on the road or he's sick and uh, literally three out of the four <laughs> people in the gate completely flat well i could maybe finish my sentence Sorry. before you guys start talking and i thought mike bryant was here for a minute there mike bryant burn baby burn baby but anyway i forgot what i was saying that um, the roads are bad no yeah it was you guys saying that. darkness dave 
Whatever. It all works out <laughs> in the end. But yeah, this root beer is completely flat. Well, really? It's not really ever supposed to be that fizzy. It's Killabrew. Killabrew is never really that fizzy. Oh, I know nothing about. It's got good flavor. Different types does of Does it taste beer. like root beer or does it yeah. taste it's like, like skunk water? Skunk? Oh, because skunk. it's older. It. No, it's, I think it's, if, did you get it out of the fridge? Yeah. Then yeah, it's fine. It's just flat. Oh, Killabrew yeah. root beer is real, really good. I like it. I mean, it's. I think it tastes like normal. Yeah, it tastes yeah. like. Root it's beer. traditional, so they don't carbonate the absolute hell out of it. Man, that is some sweetness. Yeah. Is it yeah. sarsaparilla? Uh, you cannot find sarsaparilla anymore. I know. Oh, it's, not it's all fake. It Even if it's called sarsaparilla, it's not. What is sarsaparilla? Some sort of a it's plant. It's a root. Yeah. Yeah. That was the. There are very. Why isn't it brought back? Because that would be like a natural thing. Because there are very soda. few places yeah. that it grows, and it doesn't grow terribly fast. I don't think. With all of our technology today, we can't get a sarsaparilla. We can't. There's a lot of those, like those um, those mushrooms that Dan and Mike are obsessed with. Morels. Yeah, you can't farm those because they like require wilderness energy or something. They do require wilderness energy. Didn't their buddy Alan (laughs) harvest those or something? Yeah, he went into the woods. He forages for them. Forages. There you go. He was on a forager chef. He was on a reality show. I know. Why won't he talk to us? What is his problem? (laughs) (laughs) That's nice. Talk to us. No, Mm -hmm. I've asked him to come on the show before, and he said he would, and then he never does. He's probably afraid. Afraid of what? A lot of people are scared of the mic. He's been doing TV. Yeah, he was different. But it was but it was a reality TV show, so it was like a wilderness person, survivalist, and a chef Uh. teamed up. Really? And it's called Chef versus Wild. Or maybe, I don't know if they teamed up or if it was like, I don't know. But anyway. Did you watch it? No. Okay. I have not watched it. just came out like a couple weeks ago. Oh, see. So That's I have why not you talk seen to us. it. What channel? Uh, no, they are not cooperating. It's two different okay. world-class chefs dropped into the wilderness. Oh. And then what? they have to forage enough wild mm-hmm. ingredients to make a meal. Yeah. Where, do they have olive oil and salt and pepper yeah, at least? Yeah, what a weird idea. Where is it? Yeah, where do they watch it? It looks to be on Hulu. Oh. What's yeah. on Hulu? Yeah. I think exclusively. Yeah. Uh, what's I the name of it? Chef versus Wild. Oh, we'll have to tune in and watch that. I like, I like Alan. He's a nice guy. So he He's was on that show. Guy. He dedicated he his roommate. cookbook yeah, to sure was. Dan. <clears throat> Very nice. Yep. Which episode was he? So yeah, he was a roommate of Dan's. He was a roommate of Andy's. Well, he was roommate of Dan's until Dan and I bought our house. Yeah. And yeah. then he moved into my house where with I Andy. was living with Andy. Yeah. So Alan and I yeah, you've traded known each other spots. a long time. We traded spots. Yeah. yeah, you've known each other a really long time. Oh, yeah, here we go. He, now, does make, he does it, make he, one of the best cream of mushroom soups I've ever had. He's very good. He's show. on IMDb. He, he was in episode good, two. Episode two, yeah. Mm-hmm. One Chef episode? Versus Wild. Burgo as self. They're all one episode. How long did they have yeah. to be in the wild? I don't know. I think it's just like a... Oh, he was also on a show called period. Field Forest Feast. And apparently he's the host he's of that. He's a dark horse. We don't know all this about <laughs> Alan. It's really yeah, just Alan he, oh, doing that, the most. It's his show. What is? Field Forest Field Feast? Field Forest Feast. De- debuted 2022. God, I what used to have his on? phone number on my um, cell phone. Why don't people tell you me this? I have him on a morning show. I have on a podcast. I don't think he wants to. He just he, he doesn't like being it in Maybe he doesn't like you. Yeah, maybe. It's on... 
Apparently, YouTube primetime subscription, whatever the hell that is. The what primetime? YouTube primetime subscription. Oh, yeah. That's like a whole other thing of YouTube. Dan just saw Alan, like, last week. Well, we'll have to figure it all out. Um, Are you guys coming over this weekend? Probably. No. You're not? What's on Saturday, then? But you can't make toast. Your so. watch. Oh, I've heard about your toast saga. Now you needed some. I don't know about toast. I, I don't eaten, know. I haven't eaten breakfast in 40 years. If Snoopy can make toast. I have not eaten breakfast in 40 years because of my KQ it's job. It's toast. It's toast. I don't know how to make that stuff. What do I know? That how do you stuff. not know how to make Bread toast? Plus There's been no technology past the you know toaster of <laughs> 1900. True. Nothing really it's has changed. The same. Really. It's yeah, but there were not all these gauges and stuff on a toaster when I was a kid. Yeah, there have always been. <laughs> no, well, no. Not your, when to- I was a kid. your toaster definitely has more fancy. It's stuff. still a toaster. But I, what I was asking is, what about these meters and all that? Was it just all leave mean? it? You just leave it. Well, I and didn't just know push that. The we have a very basic toaster. Ours has the dial of minutes, <sighs> which I just learned. My whole life, I thought that the. Numbers on the toaster was like level of toastiness. Yeah, it is. It's minutes. What? Oh, yeah, on your toaster. Well, I mean, I guess no, on toasters. Technically, it's those minutes. are the same thing. More oh, minutes means it more means toast. Minutes, that makes more sense. Not toastiness level. Well, what the hell would you well, need to put in for five minutes? New information. Like a like a frozen hamburger bagel patty or something. Pop tart. Pop tarts take a no, long time. No, pop tarts take. Pop tarts take nothing. Mm. Oh, they don't. Uh, I don't remember. Frozen things take since you guys were kids. A long time. God, I was trying to think of the last time I had a pop tart. It'd be about. 50 it's years been a long ago. time. Every once for me. in a while, I buy the They're so gross organic version of pop tarts. They're like I don't even know what the brand is. Every once in a while, I'm yeah, like just nice a chocolate. Little pop tart thing sounds really. I used to eat so many s'mores pop tarts. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. I ate a lot of s'mores Pop-Tarts. <laughs> to give you an idea things. of how quickly Pop-Tarts heat up, I remember, like, long ago well, they, when I was a teenager. Where do you have to put the toastiness dial? <laughs> there was a, like, meme, like, way before memes, based on the instructions that they had on the box. Yeah. Because it told you to microwave for three seconds. Oh, microwave, three yeah. Seconds? Because the jelly would probably burn your oh, it does, believe me. face off. But even th- three seconds isn't enough. It's not warm enough so to people would do put, anything. People would put the Pop-Tart in for three seconds to take it out and be like, this Pop-Tart is still cold. <laughs> Pop-Tarts lied to me. <gasps> what they meant was three seconds at a time. Because once it heats up, it starts getting exponentially hotter. Oh, and yeah. that's when you break uh, it in half and molten lava comes out and mm, burns your face. Yeah. Yeah. See, I always liked when the outer edge of the Pop-Tart was like a, like almost a little burnt. Mm-hmm. And then the frosty top part, the sides would get kind of like melty. Mm. A delicacy. I think that stuff was mostly gelatin. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I have been watching the Great British Baking Show. I know. It's addictive. It is, and everyone is a wonderful. darling angel human. I know. I finished the last oh, season. You, oh, you finished the one that we started? Yeah. I just got to like, where, is... where purple pink hair lady just got kicked off today. Oh, Carol. Purple pink, pink hair lady. Carol. Carol. There is this, I Carol these was such names. a disaster. She was a disaster. <laughs> God love her. No, she can, was a disaster. I can be watching a show seven seasons and I won't remember any but two of the characters' names. Here's the thing. Me neither. Same here. Uh, Downton Abbey, I know maybe four of their names. 
No clue. I watched that whole thing, seen all the movies. Yeah. Well, I know nobody. I used but to know them all when great, I was watching it. But Great British Baking Show, they say their names repeatedly oh, through because yeah. the, they'll they be do. like, oh, yeah, Dawn true, is working on her gingerbread loaf. Yeah. What are you putting in this, Dawn? Thanks, yeah. Dawn. Yeah. Like, they say it over and over that's and over smart. again. Yeah. Yeah. And so then that's when I learned their names. Mm-hmm. See, and that's smart for by the director or the producer, whoever's idea that was, because people make a real connection with oh, people yeah. who Absolutely. they know your name. And everybody is just so sweet. And so now I'm on the – I'm going backwards. So now I just I just started season nine. Oh. Because I'm like, well, I go. don't think it makes any difference. No, it doesn't. The guy the that's on season ten is from Little Britain. The um, guy that always played Dav- David. Oh, I the love bald, him. The bald guy. He's yeah. really skinny now, though. Is he really? Yeah, he lost yeah. a ton of weight. Oh, he's so skinny. God, yeah. I love he's that on show. season nine, too. Oh, is he? Because I just started it. But there is a 19 year old girl there from Liverpool. That's an interesting accent. The Liverpool accent? Yeah. Oh, yeah, you can't She's like, a word. it's a bit of a fuff, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, it's like, what? The, it's like the girl that the guy from uh, Little Britain. Oh, right. Yeah. I know. Yeah, I'm like, but no, but she says, she makes a cappuccino mousse thing, and she says, cappuccino. Uh, it's a very <laughs> and annoying accent. The, and the black haired guy is like, you say cappuccino again because he just like loves how she says it but yeah it's a really yeah. weird episode accent 10 there's the well i think no scottish he his, with, i don't know what with, he's, saying he's half scottish the time. gay and has a significant lisp but not like a gay lisp like an actual lisp yeah and uh, so he has this very scottish i i and he talked really fast i needed subtitles yeah. for him <laughs> Because I was just like, I don't know what you're saying, sir. I have no idea what he's ever saying. It's one of my favorite things about Little Britain was when that guy you're talking about would wander around, you know, I'm the only gay in the village. Oh, he's I'm so the only gay in the village. That was very funny. Doffin yeah. from Landui Brevi. Landui Brevi. Brevi. He was the best character. All those I'm bo- sure those it's bo- 100. Uh, they've, they've apologized many, many times oh, for the show. Sure. Why? Well, God, every oh, single... because it's just... Oh, come on. Every bit it's was at someone's of... expense. Well, it's, that's how bits are. It's at, that's what yeah, bits are it was, all about. Yeah, it was... I mean, I don't care, it but... It was hilarious, I'm sorry, but, you know, the times have changed, and now that type of humor mm-hmm. has been outlawed and Well, there banned. is no humor anymore. Nothing's no, funny it's anymore. It's pretty hard to find some good humor. Good God. You, no, you can't laugh about any... If somebody oh. makes fun of me, I don't get all offended. Who cares? The new Christmas story, Christmas story? Story yeah. of Christmas? Yeah. <laughs> Whatever it's Christmas. called. Christmas. Christmas story, story Christmas. Christmas. Yeah. Rosie, a woman that follows me on social media and listens to the show, her brother knows the writer, <clears throat> and I think I might be able to get the guy that wrote that Screenplay. Oh, that's true. We, yeah. That was really good. I that thought. was really good. Liked so it I is, loved it. He really sounded like Gene Shepard. Yeah, I mean, he really got he his did, voice, yeah. as they say. We haven't down. seen it. It's really so good. It's, I think you'd like kid, it. Right? He, it's the kid, right? It's the kid. Yeah. Yep. He's all grown up. Huh. And and all that's the Peter other all the other guys that were like little kids with yeah, him. Yeah, they're all in Also, did you know that one of the elves in Elf? Elf? Yeah. Because we just watched that with Fawn. Fawn laughed so hard at the burp scene. Oh, oh the burp yeah. scene. I, I thought, thought she was going to pass no, out. She was laughing it's so hard. She loved the burp. That kid. That kid in the Christ, a Christmas story. Ralphie? Is, yeah, Ralphie is an elf in... Peter Billingsley's Is it elf? Name. Let's I see. Filmography. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, he was an elf. Yeah, Ming, he's he was an elf and elf. He was Ming Ming. 
Yeah, yeah. he has Ming a pretty. Ming. He's a little. He's, he's so small. Tiny. He's short. He was he's also in the Zathura. So you guys tiny. met him at, uh, I don't at the chambers that. back in the old days. I don't recall it. It was at. Sorry. Long long you met ago. Vince Vince Vaughn. I remember him. I remember he was meeting gigantic. Vince Vaughn. I, oh, you remember Vince Vaughn? I remember he's watching. Huge. He's yeah. huge. And I remember <coughs> watching Kevin Love fall over on the yes. ice because that was when there was like a ton of black he, ice. Honest to God, what about six feet here? And he's massive. I, I. Still, I'm like, why did we not just stay at the hotel that night? Because the roads were everything. We driving back to my house and Becky in the car with me, and she the yeah, it was so bad. There was, I think, a 24 car accident that we drove by. Oh my god! Yeah, 24 cars, and it took us, I want to say, an hour and a half to get home because we it was inch by inch. We should not have been driving. What was great about that? Phase on love and Vince Vaughn, and they they were all such nice people. Remember how nice they were? Vince Vaughn, I definitely remember because Becky had such a heart attack about meeting him. I thought she was going to wet herself. She was so excited. When he walked over, I thought she was going to pass out. Well, he is a very large man for a Hollywood guy. He's also a very handsome guy. Vince Vaughn, how old or how tall is Vince? He's got about he's six six. I mean, he's nice six five maybe. Yeah, I'd say six four or six five. You don't think he's that? Handsome? His build height is six five. He's yeah, okay. Six, five, I don't yeah. think Vince. Really? I don't think he's good looking. I mean, well, he's not. He's not I a think bad he's looking. Man. He's very yeah. He's very average. I would looking. say he's above average, just to give him a. I would, oh, good, okay. Damn good actor. Yes. He's a very good actor. Yes. He was born in Minneapolis. Yes, he was. He was. Yep. Apparently. He talked to you about it the night he was there. Okay, well, that was like ago. 20 years ago, so. And then he went and moved like to Lake, what, Lake Forest, Illinois, I believe, from Minneapolis. Oh. Speaking of 20 years ago, we watched the 2015 Goosebumps movie yesterday. I wasn't. Remember when I would read every single yes. Goosebumps yeah, book every Goosebumps. single night when I was a teenager? Yep. Yes. Young teenager, but. It's been so long, I didn't remember Did most of the references. Because oh. the plot of the movie is that basically the books are real, and if you open them, then the, the crap in the books comes out and yeah. terrorizes the world. Yeah. Oh. So it's basically just a bunch of name-dropping, like, oh, that was uh, Night of the Living Dummy. Oh, that one was... Oh, yeah. oh okay. And so half well, of them, I was like, I don't even remember. But some of them I did, even these, though it's been 20-plus years. And there was a big sellers? I... I don't think he makes them anymore. I think I he mean, stopped making them ages ago. I know, ago. but do people still buy them? I Well, they actually had several, like, references, like, joke references to that. He was like, oh, uh, I've sold 400 million copies, so they can't be too bad. So 400, 400 million? 400 million. Oh, Even if you only got a dollar a piece, that's pretty good. I mean, well, they they were very short. They were for kids. Yeah, they were yeah. for kids. Well, how many goosebumps million? What are There are 62 books. So each book. 62 books. Yeah, he made a lot of books. My so each goodness. book sold about six and a half million copies. So that's pretty good. What yeah. age are they for? I would say 10 were, to 14. Yeah. Okay. The protagonist, I noticed when I was a kid, in every book, or almost every book, is 12 years old. Okay. Explicitly, they're always 12. Okay. Because I remember that, because when I was 11, I was reading the books, and I was like, in a year, I'm going to be the same age as the Goosebumps books. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. It's happening. Here we go. There you go. It's happening. Yeah, he only made them five years, 92 to 97. It's interesting really? to me, because, yeah, you were super into Goosebumps books, a year. books, but you... Don't you? That's the only like spooky stuff you ever liked. Well, Goosebumps isn't really horror so much. 
I mean, like it is, like you know, there's so zombies like, and yeah, werewolves and stuff. It's like creepy. But it's like there's never any real danger. Yeah. Everything always works out in the end. So yeah. it's like you know, it's it's more of like a you know, seeing how they're gonna get through this one rather yeah. than seeing who's gonna die this time. Kind yeah. Of thing. Oh. Because Fawn likes spooky stuff. I'm like she'd she probably might like. like she probably like the goosebumps. She She's probably like a goosebumps. little. She's too. I young. think the yeah. reading level yeah. is probably a little high for her age. I'm saying, but... I, like I, she likes when I read to her. I read her chapter books now. Yeah. Because that's what she wants to listen to. My well, two. let's see. 90, 92, I was only six years old, so I doubt I started reading them when they were new. No. No, you, you were, you yeah, probably it was when you were like. Or, I think you started yeah. them around it was probably, nine. Yeah, eight or yeah. nine. I was always of much higher reading level when I was really yes, young. Yes, you were. Because all I did was read. All I'd read is Goosebumps and Animorphs. Yeah, and I hated reading. Yeah. I was you a, love to too read. hard. I was a feral farm child. Mm-hmm. That's what I call myself. A feral it, farm child. It's like I was a feral farm child. I mean, I we just grew all up I like, did, building things out of hay bales. So you know, all I did, and all yeah. I remember out of my childhood is running around the farm. Our, yeah, we did that all the time. That's all we did—just running. It was wonderful. That's it. And then I'd pretend that the horses were, like, going to come get me, so I had to run from the horses. Oh, yeah, and building forts. You had, to get, you had to get from the house to the barn before the horses could come get you. Yeah. That was my thing. If you're fascinated by aliens, ghosts, cryptid creatures like Bigfoot, then I have the show for you. The Paranormal 60 with Dave Schrader. Each week, we investigate different claims of the supernatural, bringing you the top guests and experts from around the world. Listen on all of your favorite podcast platforms. Tune in, Pocket Cast, Teaser, Amazon Music, Audible, Podcast Addict, Podchaser, Google Podcasts, CastBox, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Apple Podcasts. The Paranormal 60 with Dave Schrader. And we are back with Stretch's Picks. Who's winning this thing? The kitties, the pack, the bears, or the purple? None of the above. Those are all the teams in the division. I know that. Well, who's your pick? I'm going with Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. What? It's not a football team. Sabre is one of the largest Bryant dealers in the state, which means you save. Yep, I'm going with Sabre, Sabre and Bryant, doing whatever it takes to keep you comfortable. Oh, uh, one more thing, Tom. What's that? Visit saberheating.com. Tom here for Shift Real Estate. I met the folks from Shift Real Estate last year on our way to Key West and loved their story. Shift Real Estate saves home sellers thousands of dollars on real estate fees because they list for a flat fee of $5,000, and that includes photos, MLS listing, online marketing, and the assistance of a full-time realtor. Tell Shift about your home, and they will tell you how you can save $10,000 or more. Shift Real Estate, the common sense way to sell your home. Visit Shift to sell.com because life is expensive enough. Okay. Kind of wonderful. I, by the way, I can't remember his exact quote, so you have to bring it back to me, but in the past two weekends, we had Fawny almost passing out laughing so hard at the uh, at the movie Elf when God, Will yeah. Ferrell burps for about 20, 25, 30 she seconds. She loved that movie. She, really she thought did. that was hilarious. And what did Sage say the week before? He said, I've been laughing so much that what? Yeah, I'm sick of laughing or something. God, it was really funny. I was laughing. Yeah, I was like, laughing so much I hurt myself. What was that no, movie? I can't remember. Is that the dog I'm, one with the talking dogs? It was. No, he didn't like not, that one. He. It was. He got what bored. the hell was? It? He loved it. It was a really good movie. He had, we had fun. I know. I can't remember. Wasn't Transylvania? Oh no, it was. No, it was uh, Hotel Transylvania. Hotel Transylvania Three. Yep. 
Yes. Yep, there you go. He thought that was absolutely hilarious, yeah, and he said, I'm I'm sick from laughing. It's like, like I'm that. tired of laughing. <laughs> yeah, or I'm tired of laughing. Yeah. Like, I'm, t- I'm laughing so much, I'm tired of it, or something, yeah. I, yeah, something was, like that. See, that stuff is such a joy, just to watch all of that. I just think that Fawn is made of some sort of fairy dust or something. She's just such a strange, she's so weird. in a wonderful way, little child. The fact that she brought over a homemade pinata <laughs> yep. with a stick mm-hmm. to with break stick. open the yeah. pinata, mm-hmm. and she decorates it. I, I posted it on, I think, Instagram, um, or maybe it was Twitter. I don't remember. She drew a coin. Euro cent. Euro cent. Yep. Mm-hmm. And she told me all about the euro, and mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, I know it. Well, how? Do, why do you know? What's? Why do you? Why do you worry about a euro? Yeah, and then this there's on like your a, a, a unicorn on it, yep. of course, mm-hmm. and, a, and a euro. Yep. <laughs> and she brings it over, and she went, has to go and, and break it open. Mm-hmm. Homemade pinata. Yep. She brought it down to me when I was working out. She was like, I made a pinata. Yeah, what did she have in there, Tom? Because I had she them had go outside and do granola it. Granola and jelly beans. Yeah, granola and jelly beans. Granola and jelly beans. And then <laughs> I was I was batch cooking when she came over, so I didn't go out and do it, but I watched them through the window. And then she wanted to go down to the park, so I walked her about a mile, isn't it, to the mm. park? Yeah, about that. Yeah. No, uh, three quarters of a mile. Three quarters of a mile down to the park. Yeah. And she says, "I need. A, I'll need a bag." I said, oh, okay. So I give her a little shopping bag. She puts her blankie, the pinata with the roasted chestnuts that I had just roasted. <laughs> yes, oh, exactly. you roasted those? Mm-hmm. Yep. And she, well, some of them. And she put um, the, ro- the roasted chestnuts inside the pinata to take with no, her. There you mm-hmm. go. And what else was in there? Or something else. I don't remember. And we had to take turns carrying the bag. <laughs> yep. Oh, and, you did? Okay. Yep. And then she stopped because she had to have, you know, like halfway through, she needed to refuel with a chestnut. Sure, sure. <laughs> Got it. Well, she's six, you know, she's worn it out. Was, I mean, she's just like, I know. what kid does this stuff? No. I've never... She's... <laughs> I know, well, like, I... She's... I was out to dinner with Michael last night, and she I was, was talking very to... very strange things. I, know. I was <laughs> talking to him about her because i was just like i'm at a loss of what to get fun for christmas because we used to do something you want something you need something to wear something to read when our kids were littler but last year i was like i feel like i'm kind of buying them things that they won't even use to follow this yeah thing which i think was the something you want something you need something to wear something to read was really really great for when they were little little and didn't have specific interests right or whatever and so i was like okay we're not going to do that anymore and then i asked fawn what she wants for christmas and she just wants a gymnastics mat and i'm like well what else she's like that's it i'm like well your brother's getting like four things and she's like well i just want a gymnastics mat i'm like okay and then she the other day i asked natalie asked me what does Fawn want for Christmas? And I was like, well, she ha- isn't telling me anything. And I already got her a gymnastics mat, so you can't get that for her. <laughs> and then I was like, okay, Fawn, what do you want from Natalie for Christmas? And she was like, well, my kite broke. So a new kite. Because that one's broken. And I'm like, you're just most pragmatic. <laughs> she is. Most kids want child. Well, she yeah. doesn't. You guys watched television with commercials. 
Yes. That's why you wanted everything. Yeah. Well, yes. boppers, but, yep. boppers, but like, all day yes. and bop all night. Sage wants <laughs> all sorts of things. Sage, but she but, doesn't watch she, shows with commercials, so she doesn't know of all of the glorious things that yep. are out there. But no, she got the like Amazon catalog. She got the Target catalog, and she circled all this stuff in it. And I was like, this is not stuff she'll actually play with. Like, it looks exciting, but she's not actually going to use yeah. it. But she it's, also, it's more exciting when they're singing yeah. and there's kids playing with yeah. it on the oh, TV. Yes. Yeah. And but there's, also, like, flashing the colors. And, yeah. so much better than it, it really is. So awesome. But also, she doesn't play with toys. No. No, she doesn't. I didn't true. really either. She doesn't no, play with toys. Didn't. Sage plays with toys all the time, but Fawn doesn't play with toys. And I'm like... I don't know what to get for a child that I know. Well, I have, I have, sur- I have one thing in my house that you can give her if you want. What she wanted, it? you know, my my pillow slippers. Oh, oh yeah. no, you got to give those to her because she asked. She said she's mentioned that several like times okay. that she well, wants the pink for her. fuzzy slippers. Oh, did you talk to Dawn about it? They don't have kid they don't sizes. Have kid sizes. Oh, she don't? found a pair on Amazon that looks. Oh, okay. Yeah, I got some Laura Ashley ones that were on the. Yeah. Black Friday deal. Wendy suggests yeah. leotards and hair scrunchies. Oh, she has, has four. <laughs> so she, has she has stolen all of my scrunchies. Yeah, she's a lot of scrunchies. Every time she comes over, she's got one of my scrunchies on, and it never comes back to my house. I know. I mean, you can never go it's wrong with of... just like some candy or something. I don't, but it's just I don't know. I'm just like I just don't want to buy her stuff that she's not going to actually use. Mm-hmm. But I also and I don't want to buy her stuff that she doesn't want. That, does she play? She doesn't really play with dolls. No, no, Darren's, not anymore. Darren says easy bake oven. Mm, she I would like that. Like Can you even get an incandescent bulb these days? Do they make them oh, anymore? Oh wow, you're right. You can't make what you can't use an LED. I'll tell you that much. No, no. it's got to be a 60 watt incandescent bulb. Well, the LEDs, well, they don't put off and they don't. There's another radiate kind. heat out. I guess the LED bulb actually puts out a lot of heat, but the way the that base. it's designed, yeah. it goes up. So maybe they could harness it that way. I wonder. I don't know. I wonder if they have like My a new version. God. What? They're $126. For an Easy Bake Oven? I'm sure they are. What? It's a tin box. Easy Bake Oven mitt and mini whoopie pie refill chocolate oh, truffle so they're all refill vintage. Set. Well, they're not, they don't make them, they don't make a new Easy Bake Oven anymore? Easy Bake Oven. Ultimate Oven Baking Bundle, Baking Star Edition. This one's $55. Oh, that's more. Well, way if you more think reasonable. about it, they have to be built so that a child can't burn themselves $88. on it. $88. So there's got to be a lot of, like, safety <sighs> features and stuff. Are they yeah. new or are they, like, I bought them for my kid. They used it once and I, I kept wonder. it in Good the question. closet. And I now don't it's, know. Because she would actually really like that. Because she, <laughs> ba- she likes baking and cooking a lot. She does. Oh, yeah, here we go. Easybake.hasbro.com. So they still make them. What are they brand new? Uh, do they even on that sell website. them on there? Yeah, they got like recipes and crap. I don't give a... Yeah, there's a cheese pizza, whoopie pies. They would like all of that. Red velvet Easy cake, Bake Ultimate Oven Creative oh. Baking Toy. 42 they... bucks. $42. There you go. Okay, uh, I'm buying her that. That's good a great idea. And what about the, what really about the worms like that. that you could make Darren with Cotton. the... See, you're part of the family, Darren. That's good. Go. Oh, the jelly the worm creepy things? crawly. Creepy crawly. Creepy Do they still crawlers. have those? She would like that. Cre- I highly doubt they still have creepy crawlers. I'm sure they make something, something like There's it. There's got to be some sort of gelatin kit thing with gummies. Has to be. Oh my God, they still do. She would really Told like you. that too. <laughs> Thirty bucks on Amazon. But she Told could. You. I wouldn't want to get because. Can you get organic, non-red co- number food dye? You can Did probably you know make your own. Did you know that red 
dye is illegal in skincare products because it is shown to cause cancer, but you can ingest it. That's great. Isn't that interesting? Why don't they just make a different red dye? I don't get that's that. Either. Why don't we? Well, there are many kinds like, of different red dye. Why don't we act like Europe and not have artificial food coloring in our food? Yeah. Why can't we do that? I agree. Too much money to be made. Yeah. Paper colors has green. There you go. I got a uh, suggestion for you, Alex. What? Uh, and Andy, Ethan's too young. Oh, by the way, he might still like it. He's too young for everything. When I was a little boy, I first started going down to Dayton's to go to the eighth floor holiday show. They had every year. As a little boy, we, my mom would take me down there. Excuse me. <coughs> Sorry, we don't have a cough button. No, we don't. Um, we took them out for some reason. They suck. Dayton's eighth floor holiday show figures return to 50th and France. Eighth floor? That used to be on the eighth France. floor of Dayton's, yeah. yeah. They had an eighth yeah. floor? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Jesus. Oh, that used wonderful. to be a beautiful store. Oh, yeah. it's beautiful. It's the best, nicest department store I've ever been in. No question. But here's the cool thing. Snow White and Nutcrackers, Prince of the Dolls from Dayton's mm-hmm. Holiday Shows are on display at Doug Flanders and Associates, the Dapper Mole from The Wind in the Willows in the window. Uh, so they brought all of those actual, the original figures, it, and they got them at 50th and France now. So you it, you got to bring your kids to walk by those windows like and look outside, at them. Like outside or just like all the stores are just displaying one or... Well, because there is no Dayton's anymore. Because there's not a great big huge store no, front there. there with, I don't think there are eighth floor stores no. anymore. Mm-mm. Well, Eight, not, a, not a 50th in France. No. I think they've always had a limit. I'll read this for you. That's because they are relics of Dayton's annual holiday show, a theme, uh, a theme display of animatronic figures and elaborate sets, which brought folklore and fairy tales to life at the downtown Minneapolis store since the 1960s. Scenes from Peter Pan, The Wizard of Oz, How the Grinch Stole Christmas attracted roughly a half a million visitors a year. Oh, well, we used to take it. you guys every year. That's where you went to see Santa. We'd yeah, always go to yeah, the did. we'd always yes, go to Media did. Day at yep. Dayton's. Or and then it Macy's kept it up too for a while. Yeah. Does that story even uh, exist anymore? Macy's downtown? Macy's? Yeah. I mean, I mean downtown. I don't know. Oh. Downtown I don't think so. That, I, don't I think know. All, I think all the department stores are closed. I know Saks Fifth Avenue, they went under well, they were being robbed to death. They went yeah. out of business. Now then they came back and now they're closing <clears> again. So um, Easy Bake Ovens are only available at Walmart. You can't even buy them on Hasbro.com. Oh, yeah, they are. They're a Walmart exclusive. Really? You can get them on Amazon, but they're like... Nah. Just get them at Just Walmart. Just get it at Walmart. I'm not going to go to Walmart. Just order it online. Oh, yeah. I should do. Yeah, <laughs> but now I'm looking at it. I'm you. like, where am I going to put this thing? See, here's my problem. I'm like, then I have to store it. And that's more stuff to deal with. <laughs> Oh God! Here we go. I think that's something she. No, she actually use. no. She would really like that because the baking set that you got her a couple Christmases the Madeline, ago. Madeline. No, pans. the you got her the like oh. little set with the little cookbook. Yeah, and it's like you know oh, cinnamon right. yeah, roasted she was, apples yeah. and a blueberry muffin in a mug. Yeah, and she was making the muffin in a mug every day constantly. for everybody. Everybody was eating blueberry muffins in a mug for like two months. Pretty much. And she'd true. make it, and then Some she would eat do. it, but then she was tired of eating them, and so then she'd be like, I made it for you. Yeah. And everybody always had I to eat them. I made it for you. She loved those I things. I like how the Easy Bake Oven tells you not to immerse in water. No. Like, I was going to do what? some underwater baking, but... Don't immerse... Oh, to I can't clean now. it, probably. To clean it, I got I to well, put it in the tub. Yeah, no, really. no, that's just not how oh, it I works. I got to wash it down. <laughs> yeah, just <laughs> clean this thing. Soak it. Okay, easy well, bake oven, do but it stuff. doesn't come with... It doesn't come with mix. Any mix. 
Oh. You can well, probably just put any kind of mix in there, really. It's an oven. Yeah. And it works like uh, one of those Quiznos ovens where you put it in, in and then it just goes through. It's like through. a conveyor belt yeah. thing. Oh, yeah. It's not like it used to be where it's literally an oven because I'm sure kids burn themselves on those things oh, all the really time. Oh, it got really hot. I remember yes. it. It got hot enough to bake yeah, food, 350 it degrees. It did. How yeah. long does it take in the thing? Minutes. If that. Yeah, it's quick. Well, it's a tiny little pan. Yeah. Yes, it's yeah. an You can bake like one small. cookie at a time. Well, because yeah. they make... Be. Yeah, you're they not have, making a bunch. No. Oh, they have... Yeah, you get little special packets. There you go. They have like, yeah, whoopie pies, cheese pizzas. <clears throat> there you go. Um, is it non-GMO gluten-free? <laughs> not likely. <laughs> not I feel likely. like I should just... I feel like I should just get like... Just get her a range. Betty Crocker mix. Go to Home Depot, get her a range, you know. And then just put her in a, put it in the thing. Yeah, like it doesn't just, need to be just easy put it bake. In baggies and give it to her. And the other thing about the easy bake oven is that you're, especially Sage is young enough to put like God knows what in there just to see what happens. Oh yeah. God, yeah. And then who knows how that'll turn out. Put like a plastic toy in there and have it set on fire. <laughs> well, I'm in sure there. you yeah. can take out the bulb when you're not using it, so that somebody well, we can't would just, do something. We would just store it. <clears throat> yeah, you have to store it up high. Oh, wait, I don't know where we're gonna put this thing. It's large. All right, it's time to wrap big. up the show. Look at it's that. Big. Oh, yeah, it flew by. Talked about the Easy Bake Oven for like <laughs> half an hour. Well, tomorrow you've got uh, Doug Sprinthal's back in, right? Doug Sprinthal's back in. So you'll Absolutely. be doing Car First Selling Secrets I tomorrow. Think, I think Paul Walter's going to come in and do the show because I, I have a uh, lunch with the them shoe. afterward. I believe it's going to happen. Other than that, we'll just do Car Selling Secrets and go forward. But, uh, yeah. So it's nice to be back on the air because after nine days in a row being sick. Although I, I felt... Pretty good on Thanksgiving Day. For one day, I felt good. That's how these hit the colds wall. work. And also, you started taking Tylenol, Dayquil. I mean, Dayquil and Nyquil. That those those things are miracle drugs. They are. Now, when you're sick they? and you take that stuff, you feel a lot better. I can't take any of that stuff. Why not? Because uh, it turns me into the Nyquil. You definitely can't have. That's Benadryl. Some sort, yeah. Well, Benadryl gives me like almost a heart attack. Tachycardia. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. yeah, it's terrible. And Dayquil turns me into like my brain just stops working. That'll be the DXM. I think you should okay. take it and come in and do the show. Yeah, there you go. Well, truly, that Robo would be. I could, show. I could not drive a car. Let me, let me oh. tell you something that what you're talking about. Today on the KQ Morning Show, my first day back, I said, let's go to break. Once you run that Sabre commercial, and they said, we just ran it. No. Great. Yeah. I don't Great. remember hearing it at all. Oh, yep. yeah. Last time I oh, took DayQuil was did probably... Did you take it today? No, I stopped taking it a couple of days ago, okay. but still oh, my but brain just... hasn't returned. Cold brain. I have a question. Yeah. Okay. So Sabre Heating and Plumbing came over yesterday. Yes. And you said you didn't know he was in the house. I did not. <laughs> I said oh, I wow. thought I thought that the clue would be is that his truck was in the driveway. I think my brain is was so bad I you missed the said fact. Yeah. His truck was not in the driveway. I did not see his truck in the driveway. That's how bad it's like my brain was. There's my car situation where there he, was someone yeah. standing. As he was it. leaving, yeah. I said, "Has your truck been in the driveway the entire time you've been here?" He said, Yes, it has. And I'm like, I literally either cannot. Tom has lost his mind. <laughs> right now, my memory of pulling in the garage, I still don't see that van in our driveway. It was mm. right there. So it's because of, of the day quill? 
No, uh, probably just having a cold in yeah. your brain. Maybe you had a small You're probably stroke? just so tired. <laughs> you had a small, <laughs> small stroke. Small stroke. Nice. I'm a little worried about That's you. That's really nice. Yeah, I, yeah, there's things happen. I don't remember them right after they happen. I'm like, I thought, yeah, he's like, thanks for telling me that somebody's in the house. I'm like, his truck was in the driveway. Yeah, like it's, No, it's not. He I, said, no, I, it isn't. I, he I argued with me. <laughs> Right now, I still remember pulling into there, and I still do not see his tr- truck there. Just wasn't paying attention. Too well, last focused, time I, I took guess. Dayquil was like 10 years ago, and I was making, I wanted to make rice, like one of those little boxed things of yeah. rice. And I put the water, or I put the pot on the stove, started the burner, forgot to put water in it. Oh. And then put water... Toasted rice. Put water in it, but grabbed it with no oven mitts, oh, burned my hands, yeah. and then I poured the rice into the garbage instead of into the pot. <laughs> wow. Like, truly, it makes my brain my daughter, not Alice. function. Wow. Colette, I think, was over, That's and she was bad. like, you shouldn't be taking... Alone. Yeah, like, you, you need... Are you okay? I'm like, no, I'm not okay. Clearly not. Hey, did you work on the, that sink last night after I went to bed? No. It didn't leak today at all. It just needs to be tightened. I tried to tighten it. It wouldn't even budge. Well, apparently mm. it did something because it didn't leak. Mm. I don't know. Andy, well, I think it's over? a faulty gasket. Well, you had Saber over. That's he didn't maybe do it. He... True. Well, he was the had... furnace guy. The furnace guy doesn't oh, yeah, do anything, do. right? Yeah, no, okay. they don't. Generally. All right. Time to wrap it up. We'll okay. talk to you tomorrow. All right, Tom's going to go learn how to make toast. I'm going to teach how to use the blender next. No. <laughs> it's, it's dangerous. There's a blade there. You should Goodbye. <laughs>